Hello and welcome to the spiritguides.co.uk network radio show with your host Mark Chatterton. After a break of a couple of months we are back with a very special guest who we have been wanting to interview on the program for a long time. Tonight's guest is Mark Boyle otherwise known as the moneyless man. A couple of years ago Mark was living and working in Bristol Yet, he gave up his full-time job and sold his houseboat and made the deliberate step of living without any money. This was going to be something Mark would do for one year, and this first year of living without money was documented in his book The Moneyless Man, A Year of Free Economic Living. Yet, 18 months later, Mark is still living out in the countryside outside Bristol as the moneyless man. So, a warm welcome to you, Mark. Hello. Hello, Mark. The first thing I want to ask you is, originally, this plan of living without money was going to be for just a year, yet here we are, well into your second year as living as the moneyless man. What made you decide to continue with your moneyless lifestyle? Uh, well, I guess the first the first kind of core reason was the fact that I'd never been happier, never been healthier, um, never been fitter. Um, so um, the kind of biggest stress I had coming up to the end of the first 12 months was um, how it would be to go back into the monetary economy and everything that comes with that, like traffic jams and um, utility bills and bank statements and and working in jobs I didn't like, that kind of stuff. So that was the kind of overriding factor. But, um, but of course, the you know, one of the um, most important points also was the fact that um, it was a philosophy I really believed in. That's the reason I'd done the experiment in the first place. Um, and I guess I just realised that actually this doesn't have to be a one-year experiment. Okay. And, and uh, sorry, my battery's running. Uh, yeah, my battery sounded like it was running low there. Um, but yeah, yeah it, um, uh, it, it just felt like the right thing to do. It felt like I know I, I can continue on with this um, as a lifetime experiment as opposed to one year. Um, and, and so I've been doing it for over two and a half years now. That's great. Does it get any easier or harder living without money, given that you are now established in your lifestyle? Uh, it's definitely it's definitely much easier now. I don't even think about it, to be honest, unless I'm doing interviews and that kind of stuff. I'm, uh, you, you form, you know, it's obviously at the start it's quite difficult because... Um, you've got to form all new routines. You know, if anybody has ever left their job or changed house or changed car, they can understand. You know how kind of um, how many problems kind of change brings. So you can imagine how it feels to wake up one morning and know you can't spend any money or receive money for twelve months. But once you once after the first three or four months and all my addictions had kind of started to ease off, um, then the life became not only not only became much easier. It actually became, um, yeah, the most beautiful way I'd ever lived. You know, it was. It just became very, very enjoyable, and um, and really deepened my connection with the earth and with the people, um, the people around me. So, because it has to, you know, that's the only way you can actually live this way. So, so um, yeah, so it's much easier now. Um, but having said that, I set myself up originally just to do it for one year, and so, um, and so the fact that it's, you know, I never intended it to be over one year, so. That has given rise to some problems, but but um, we're working on solving those kind of long term. Good. I understand that you get your food from a mixture of foraging, growing your own, and skipping, which is getting food from that shops and restaurants throw out. 
Do you ever find that you are lacking in a mixed healthy diet or all your food needs met? Yeah, not at all. As, um, yeah, I've been um, I'm fitter now than I've ever been, um, to be honest. I'm healthier than I've ever been. Um, like, I, I just I don't get sick anymore. Um, I, I think the last time I was properly sick um, was before... Um, was before I um, began living without money. I think I've had one stomach bug in the meantime, and and from completely my own fault, and that's been it. So yeah, so uh, yeah, people always think that I'm kind of going to go hungry and all that, but I've, I've actually put um, about two stone um, through you know eating kind of fresh, really healthy food, and from doing the amount of exercise that I have to do to stay fit for this kind of lifestyle. So so yeah, it's been actually the opposite of what you would think. As part of you living without money, you founded and set up the Free Economy Movement. Could you tell us a little bit about this and how it works? Yeah, it's, um, there's a few levels to Free Economy and the kind of more superficial level, it's about sharing skills, sharing tools, um, kind of reducing your impact on the environment. And um, But the, the, the more deeper level is about getting people together, um, um, changing the kind of the predominance in this culture where you know the, the way we look through uh, the, the way we look at the world is through lens called how much can i get and i guess what i'm trying to do is um is change that lens um to a lens called how much can i give and um what it's, what it's doing is just linking up people who have got skills they're willing to share for free with people who who need those skills um process people get to meet um other like minded people um usually friendships and strong kind of resistance between people and um and everybody reduces the environment in the process so it's kind of a win 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 situation. It's now in over hundred and fifty countries uh, around the world with, with with kind of active local groups in those countries and so for whatever reason, um since the crisis back in two thousand eight has really taken off and it's actually interesting and countries such as um as Ireland and Portugal, which have been kind of recently bailed out by the MF, um it's kind of exploded in countries such as that. So um so yeah, so it it seems that when people lose faith in the in the predominant economic model, the um the the luck for alternatives and so free economy is has been kind of helping people who no longer have um, full faith in, in money being security. Because I was going to ask you, there's more and more people around the world seem to have this vision of a world without money. Do you see the present monetary system as collapsing one day then? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's been incredible since I started this journey. When I first started, I didn't know anybody really who was talking about living without money um, or even contemplating it, to be honest. Maybe that was because I wasn't heavily enough involved in it. Um, but no, it's, it's almost everywhere I look, people are talking about it or you know, moving in somewhat that kind of direction. Um, from, from, you know, often, sometimes in, in kind of slightly different philosophies than my own. Um, but it, it does highlight the fact that people are definitely um, questioning the monetary system. And they can see, you know, they can see the flaws. Um, it's, it's, you don't have to um, have a PhD in economics to, um, to see the flaws in that system. Um, and... Um, Although a PhD, a PhD in economics would actually help to see the flaws in our system, to be honest. But yeah, it's um, yeah. So I think I think you're right. I think 
people are losing faith in it and, and so they're looking to build something else. I think the problem is that um, the, the, the powers that be that are holding the current structure together um, don't want any change to happen so um, they make it incredibly difficult for any kind of alternative currencies or um, alternative economies to actually um, to actually succeed. So that, that is one difficulty is that you know the status quo wants to stay the status quo um, and um, it's got the might of the you know of the military and the police behind that. So um, it's you know it's it's a, it's an awkward situation because we're destroying the planet at the moment, absolutely destroying it. You know, fifty thousand species every single year are going extinct um, because of civilization um, and what we do as human beings and because of the way we want to live. And um, it's just not good enough anymore. Yeah, because on your website you've drawn attention to other people around the world doing the same as you and living without money. Are you aware of anyone else in the UK or Ireland who, who've been following in your footsteps? I, I'm not aware of anybody in the UK or Ireland, to be honest. Um, there's there's a bunch of us that are working on um, setting up the money this village. Um, and so I've got a few people who are in the process of converting to money listeners, I guess you could say. Um, but they, to be honest, they haven't started that. You know, they haven't fully engaged in that process, yet, mainly because we're... You know they're um, they're working on doing it long term as opposed to in the next you know, couple of weeks, and um, so so yeah there, there will be more and more people coming on board. Um, and I think as the as the village progresses and um, and shows an alternative way of doing things like a, a completely localized way of doing things, then um, then I think more and more people will as well. So I think it's something that's, that's been building momentum online especially um, but now more so in real life and yeah you're right since when I started I think there was two people living my this and um, because we had a little bit of contact at the start but now um, from what I'm aware it's, it's quite a lot of people worldwide who are doing it. So if anyone listening today is considering doing the same as you and living without money what advice would you say to them? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say um, the first thing I'd say is, is to have courage um, to, no matter if they're considering doing this or considering whatever they're considering doing, um, have courage to follow through on their beliefs, um, even if they're completely opposed to what I believe. I think if we all um, if we all were to change we wanted to see in the world, we'd live in a much different looking world um, than we live in today. Um, that's my first advice, have courage and, and have strength to do whatever it is you believe you want to do. Um, and But I, I think if, if they're actually, if, if they decide that moneylessness is what they want to do, then the first thing I would say would be to, um, is to kind of, you know, the first thing I'd done was make a list of everything I currently consumed um, at that point in time. And I um, obviously had to strike out some things that, you know, you you, you just can't make, like you can't make iPods, for example, out of, and nettles and rose hips and and stuff. Do it's just not going to happen. So, um, so you strike off all the kind of unnecessary crap that we that we use today, and then you're left with stuff that is manageable and stuff that is possible. And then you find out ways of either building a relationship with the earth or a relationship with um with the people in your local community to kind of meet those. Um, and so yeah, so then it, or the the third part of that is to skill yourself up um to be able to. Um, to live self-sufficiently, so uh, which is never as hard as, as you think. It's I always say that it takes um, it can it, it takes a minute to to show somebody how to plant a seed, but it can take a whole lifetime to convince them of the need to plant that seed. 
So if the seeds already been planted, then I think the the hard part's been done. The easy part is actually going and doing it. And and to be honest, if I can do this, then anybody can do it. It's you know I'm pretty crap at almost everything I do. So um yeah, if I can do that, then anybody can. Right. I've got one final question. Where do you see yourself as being in five years' time? Uh, probably under a tree, um, banging a stick against a stone, making some music around uh, a campfire, ho- hopefully with some birds above me and on a river kind of flowing through and maybe drinking, I don't know, some pristine water or maybe a glass of cider that we've we've pressed from the apples from the tree above us, um, something like that, I think. But, but in a more serious note, probably, yeah, in a in this village. Um, yeah, with lots, of, lots more people around you that followed followed your lead, maybe. Yeah, yeah. or followed their own lead, to be honest. Yeah, like the, you know, who've, um, people who I love and care about and, um, and, and working on a piece of land that we want to get to know intimately and, and, and protect it from the, from the onslaught of, um, of civilization and the monetary economy, which are interlinked, I am um, just just protecting a land base and and um, and protecting the people on it and protecting the wildlife and the rest of the community of life that we share this planet with. Right. Well, thanks very much, Mark. I hope that hasn't taken up too much of your time and that the question has been okay. No, thank you, Mark. They're perfect, man. Yeah. It's been a pleasure speaking to you, Mark. And if any of the listeners are interested in learning more about the Free Economy community, you can log on to the website at www.justfortheloveofit.org.